0: Uh, I'm Joseph. I'm, I'm Juan. I'm John. Into the mic, bro. I'm John. Yeah, so, <laughs> so we all met through Attila's gym. Um, we haven't known each other for a long period of time. Um, I would say John, maybe a little over a year, uh, maybe a couple months with a couple yourself. Months, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the brotherhood that we're able to connect with is it's so like colossal compared mm. to people I've known for decades. Mm. Right, I have a good relationship with you guys. For example, like we're all in this together, right? We come here fast, yeah, happen very fast. So we come here every single Sunday and (laughs) go through hell with light day. Yes, but uh, yeah, uh, we're just a couple guys just trying to figure it out and uh, take off from here. But I'll let John speak a little bit on some things.
1: Well, I could get up here and say this, say that. I just want to connect with people watching me right now. I want you to see us in our rawest form. This is the beginning, the beginning of something great, but we got to start it from the bottom. I want you guys to try to connect with everyone, you know. Uh, we did meet in the gym, and I met Joe probably like a year ago, like he said. the you just came from anywhere, but it's cool. It's cool. That's how we doing it. It's like, nah, I met Dewan a little after, you know, and uh, we all just clicked. We yeah. all just click very fast, yeah. you know, yeah. work out, yeah. et cetera. And you know, we came up, you know, we constantly like you guys home with our friends, you know, you're arguing, debating different topics. Everyone's got different roads they came from, et cetera, et cetera. And we just came up to do this. So would
0: you say So would you say Dewan's like the redheaded stepchild?
2: <laughs> I think
0: so. I think so. I just came out of the blue,
2: literally. Yeah,
1: he came out the blue, yeah. but he here. But you, but he,
2: you know what's crazy? I've seen y'all multiple times. Like I've been coming to this gym, Attila, since 20, 2020. Mm-hmm. And I've seen you guys since then. We just, you know, happened to cross paths. Oh, what's up? Head nod. You know, head nod. Mm -hmm. And so I remember seeing you all the time on the treadmill. You know, there ain't that many brothers out here. I did. See,
1: you was giving me the brother nod. It was a
2: nod. Yeah, it was a brother nod. Let's
1: get it. It was a nod, but I didn't catch his nod all the time. But I courted it, but didn't catch it. Y'all know what I'm talking about. That's one of those. So, all right, I finally meet him. He actually connected with Joe. And then when he connects with Joe... Without saying, yo, I remember you before. Our nod wasn't all there, but we cool now. (laughs) (laughs) We just hit it all. You know, and now we're here in this most genuine form. You know, as we talking to you, I'm looking in the camera. You can see, I got to get this down. I'm figuring it out. That's why this is called just figuring it out. I want you to see it's like a demo. I want you to see us and relate to us. Everyone got to start from somewhere. So how about
2: this? How about we just give a brief overview of what, our podcast will be pertaining. What is it that we're going to be speaking about? Just so they can kind of have an idea. Like, for example, we're men, Mm -hmm. right? We love to physically take care of ourselves. We met at the gym, Mm -hmm. we work out. So mental health, men's mental health, physical health. Um, We're all, there's no rule book of life. So we're all trying to figure this thing called life out. So, I want to be a good man. As we all just live life on this path of just trying to figure it out together. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, like I told us before, there's that old African proverb, if you want to go fast, you go alone. If you want to go far, you go together. So Mm -hmm. we need a brotherhood. Mm -hmm. In today's society, there ain't that much positive brotherhood, I would say. So I think that's why we're doing this. I think it's very important for other men um, to see like-minded brothers like us talking, you know, and conversating with each other and and just doing this, you know? Yeah. I
1: agree, too, but I'm representing the ladies, too, because without Damn. us, the ladies not being in the oh building, God, we ain't got bro. no They got Beyonce. They got, they
2: got enough no, females we representing we need, them. We brotherhood,
1: need we need motherhood. Oh, come on, now. We need that. <laughs> ain't nobody discrediting motherhood. We need motherhood. That. We need the women in here, too. I ain't going to be going outside. they throwing <gasps> stuff at me. Now, now, y'all do what y'all do. We ain't just wearing wife beaters, talking <laughs> to what? us. Yo, you seen the gang? No, we ain't going to do that. Okay? I'm with y'all, too, the ladies. Y'all here.
0: <laughs> take the microphone, please John, <laughs> nobody was talking about We're not going to be talking Anything about women Yeah
1: But he was kind of like Setting up like his You're just trying to set head.
0: yourself up In a dating market
2: Yeah, literally Literally It's okay Just put your number out there Just put his, put his phone right on the I'll screen Don't worry, I'll take care of it Put him. his phone number on the screen
0: I'll put the number out He doesn't respond in the group chat anyway So he really um, maybe he'll respond to I'm you I'm surprised guys. he even showed up today Because I'm like Is yeah. he even
2: a part of the team right now? Don't give him the no, mic, bro. But that's fine. Don't give him
1: okay, the mic. they can say I don't. I'm just. I'm just trying to figure everything out. Group chats. There's that. I usually talk to people direct.
0: It's more like just ignoring everybody. No, all the time, literally.
1: Bro. I ignore. Yeah. No, I don't ignore. The, see the part they're leaving out. These guys work out before the sun comes up. So okay, let's just rewind this. Five in the morning, six in the morning, Christmas Eve. Where was you at? I'm gonna tell you where God. I was at.
0: Yeah, you were in the parking lot while we're physically busting our ass. (laughs) And this is the earliest you've
2: ever been, too. So you actually was with us. I
1: just, five, six, and one, Christmas Eve, where were you at? Everyone works, mostly 90% of us got jobs. Where were you at? You know your bed in December, what it felt like. You know where I was at? I was trying to get here, (laughs) telling another grown man, give me five minutes. And I was told when I got there, it's not enough. This man. I,
0: John, when you say five minutes, you text me at 603 and you come in at 622. Wilding. that is, the, And that's a consistently, that's a consistent thing. Wallin, So you're very got, inconsistent here. Joe, and
2: Joe, He's and so they got the nerve to look at like us like, like we crazy. Because we look at him like he crazy.
0: <laughs> I take my pre-workout a half hour before I even come here. So yeah. I'm already like batshit crazy. No. So when I wait for you, I'm even crazier.
2: This is literally how we talk it on the gym. Like, while we're working out in between sets, we literally just this, arguing, usually with him.
1: <laughs> Early in the morning is tough for all of us. Let's be real. I'm not saying he's not right. This man brings the structure to us. So he's right. Wrong is right. Right is wrong. I just said on Christmas Eve at 6 in the morning, where were you guys at? I was having a tough time because I was coming into work. A tough out. Time. All right,
2: next segment, next subject, <laughs> next subject. All right. So we we here, we work out, right? Right. So talk let let's, let's let's just put it out there. How what when was it your time or when did you know that it was your time to actually start wanting to take care of yourself physically? Cuz we obviously all met in the gym. When did you know like okay, I want to start taking care of myself physically wise and and you know. Uh I how long was, how long you been coming to the gym? How long you been coming here? a uh,
1: few years. It's been a few years. Now. I can't remember exactly, 19, 20. It's been a few years. All right. But, you know, life getting away. But I always was trying to, you know, take care of myself. I was never really fighting the scale or coming there. You know, I'm just, once again, just trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. You come in the gym, you're just trying to figure things out. Mm-hmm. Bottom line, you're trying to figure out how to work out. I'm trying to figure out how to host a podcast <laughs> and be up. I'm, it is what it is.
2: Yeah, there's no rule book to life. So, yeah, you just freestyling out here.
0: Mm-hmm. What about you? yeah so when i was 17 i was definitely fat right so there was a specific moment in my life where there was this kid named scott i'm not gonna use his last name because i don't want to trash the kid yeah and um uh, i was uh you know my me and my mom were living with another uh couple because uh, we didn't have money like that so i was laying down on the bed reading a book mary higgins clark for whatever reason don't ask me that's what my mom read and this damn kid had the balls to come up look at me dead in the face and say, damn, you're fat. So at 17, I decided damn. to join a gym, which is actually the gym we're at now. Um, but it wasn't called Attila's, right? So we're in Attila's in Belmar. Um, the gym was actually called Retro Fitness years ago. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. the signing fee was about $350 initial sign-up. Sure. $350 about 15 years ago was a lot, right, yeah. to my mom, especially because she wasn't fortunate like uh, financially. So that was the moment to answer mm. your question. I get, I do a little sidebars and go off topic, mm, but right. yeah, to know. answer your question, that was that moment where I was like, you know what? This isn't cute anymore. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I am 240 pounds at 16. It's, it's a lot. And mm. I turned to boxing. Put his
2: picture up on the screen. Yeah. I, I, no, no, don't do that. Don't do that, guys.
0: I turned to boxing um, where I lost a lot of weight and – I started getting recognized and then you start feeling yourself man like mm-hmm, when you're in mm-hmm. high school and you have all the girls looking at Competence you and, yeah absolutely. yeah but I was still shy I, but yeah. that that was to answer your question that was the moment where I was like I need to get my crap together because like I didn't like who I was looking at myself in the mirror absolutely. so I had to take accountability absolutely, absolutely. So now it's your turn dude
2: yeah so for me uh, I'm 29 years old um 2020 I think is when I took that pivotal turn of realizing like I'm getting older. And you start paying attention to your family's genetics, right? Especially, bro, we like soul food, we like high sodium. You know, growing up in the struggle, you eat what you could. So I noticed as my family hits a certain age, they all start getting sickly, um, diabetes, uh, just sickly. You know, know, they result to CVS and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? CVS medication and stuff. It's not a healthy lifestyle. So I started paying attention. Like, okay, I noticed there's a pattern in my family. If I continue down this path, I will be just like them. So 2020, ironically, was such a negative time for the world. But for me, in a lot of ways, it was an eye-opener experience. It was a very much a major pivot in my life, um, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, various ways, but physically being one of them where I was like, it's time to buckle down. I think because Attila's was the only gym that stayed open in 2020. It was all over social media. It was on the news. I was like, I got to go to this gym at least once. I have to at least go. I tried to rally up all my friends because um, I was insecure. I was at my heaviest um, I ain't going to put my weight out there, but I was at my heavies. I was not feeling good. Love handles was real. <laughs> you know, the side <laughs> boobs, they was real. So I was I was insecure. So I tried to rally up some friends to come with me, and they was like, man, I ain't going to that gym. Uh, whatever. So I just went by myself, and to the, it was like the Mecca. I just My eyes were just glued to it. And I was like, I got to come here. This is a place I have to come to. I try to, to this day, tell people, um, put people on about this place, because it's more than just a gym. It is a culture, and it's a mindset. When you come in here, People are positive, people are motivating, people push you. You know, I think there's a negative stigma with muscle gyms, iron gyms. You know, you smell the sweat in the air. People easily get intimidated, right? This isn't a Planet fitness. So, but that's not the case, that people are intimidating. People very much will help you, be there for you, and that's pretty much when I made that decision to make that change. Like, yeah, I got to take
0: care of myself. And now we here. So... Yeah. I will second down on what you said. So when it comes to this gym, it does get a bad stigma. Mm. Um, the brotherhood in this gym surpasses any other gym AJ. that I have ever been AJ. to in my life. Me and Frank go back a while. I've been to his house for barbecues. Out, I've helped him move this equipment from PA, New York, Delaware, to this gym physically where we almost died doing it. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah that long, days, long days, long yeah, days, man. I, out the Frank, man. man uh, yeah, he's a, he's an absolute blessing. He's a great man, um, and I will always support him. The brotherhood here, once again, it, it it's, a it's hard to describe it's if you're not here. Um and I might look a little crazy when I work out and I talk to myself and, I, yeah, I'm that guy that wears the spandex pants and everything. He and
2: is that guy, ladies but, and gentlemen. He is that guy. But
0: <laughs> I am extremely approachable and I'm always here to help people. Out. Yeah. But once again, I just, I love this place. I love the brotherhood that comes with it. And obviously everybody has a few outliers that come here. But sure. for the majority, I mean, everybody gets along. It's everybody, a culture. everybody, culture. Everybody knows each other. Yeah. You know, by face or name. Absolutely. It's, uh, but that's... The that's,
2: biggest and most intimidating dude with, I mean, tattoos on their face will come up to you and be like, yo, you need a spot? I see you about to, I see you about to do a squat or a workout by yourself. Do you need somebody? you need assistance? It will be the biggest intimidating looking scary person that will come up to you and make sure you're good. And that's just, again, that's just culture here. It's just, that's just what it is. And you don't get that roughly anywhere else, gym wise. And I've been to several gyms growing up. I've tried them all. I hold it down here. I rep it. I rep it. I rep it. So, yeah.
1: I guess more or less, uh, I kind of gravitate. I gravitate on going against the grain. Like a barber would know, I would just kind of go against the grain. So how I even met him, he just mentioned the spandex and him working out and zoning out. That's not a sociable thing. With me that made me just I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do. No, no, no. no. That means he's in the zone. He's in the gym. So when someone's in that zone and they really working out, they're not saying what's up to you. They're talking to themselves. You like what's this dude doing? And they might somebody might have been saying something to him and they just ignored you and you just like, man, I ain't rocking with him. Here I go. Yeah. Yo, yo, what's up, man? I don't know how to do this. How you learn how to do that? He might have been a little annoyed at that moment. Didn't know me from a can of paint. I'm gonna keep knocking on the door till you answer. You gonna, I'm gonna do it one week, two weeks, month, eventually. So pretty
0: much you got here. That's how you guys became cool.
1: Got cool got you. with it. Got you know?
0: For the record, <laughs> when he did approach me, I was a kind person. <laughs> yes. The yes. way that was making it sound yeah. like I was like.
1: It was the Black Lives Matter thing, but we got better. <laughs> that went through, it was a lot of stuff going on. You know that time frame. I, 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 and I, we 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 made it through that. We here. <laughs> Because I would have marched. But we here. We here. Okay? We're going to yeah. get through this. And we're going to continue to get through this. <laughs> but see,
2: this yo, is us.
1: This is us now.
2: Yo, you were funny as hell, yeah. Because
1: now, nah, I didn't want to read off this and that. This yeah. is us right yeah. now. What you're getting.
2: Dope,
0: dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is all raw material. Um, Like I said, it, the brotherhood is everything to me. Because um, there's always so much going on that's mm-hmm. actually negative in the world. And I think we focus on that too much. So Mm -hmm. our job and our purpose here is to bring people together that maybe don't have anybody to turn to. And, um, maybe our voices and our perspectives and opinions can, you know, influence you in a way where you're, you're out of those possibly bad thoughts or Mm -hmm. negative emotions or something like that, that that's really the purpose behind this. I feel, I don't want to speak for you guys, Mm -hmm. but that's where I want to drive with this. Um, let's make it fun man that's the thing make it fun educational and that's how it is man
2: can i ask y'all a question um what are your guys thoughts on um society and mental health because obviously it's it's highly talked about right i feel like mental health is a word that has been talked about ever since 2020 if not earlier or before whatever but um what are your guys thoughts when it comes to society and mental health what are you guys views on that
1: I think men can be at a disadvantage at times because mm-hmm. a lot of men don't want to talk about their feelings. You, you, you come up and you're supposed to be the man and you're supposed to hide your vulnerability mm-hmm. because that's not going to be quote-unquote, you know, so I guess sexy or just the thing mm-hmm. that everybody wants to see. You want to be shown that you was hard-faced, you got through it, the glory afterwards, etc. Now it was crying in between that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. It was boohooing, mm-hmm. snot out the nose. It was rough, but you got through it. Mm-hmm. That's not talked about. It's not talked, like a woman can say depression, mm-hmm. and it's common. Mm-hmm. A woman says postpartum depression. Oh, we're all there for you, Abel, Mabel. Mabel, we're here. <laughs> we're here for you. Tyrone come to you and say, yo, I'm depressed, man. Mm. I'm smoking. I'm doing what I'm doing because mm. I'm drinking because I'm in a low, low state. So let me you ask, just won't get so drunk. Let me,
2: so let me ask you this. Do you believe Do you believe in therapy? Do you think therapy is a good outlet or at least, a, or at least is a foundation, wonderful. a starter?
1: Therapy is wonderful, but here we go again. It's, for me, with therapy, it's more or less like therapists don't do it all for free. You might be in depression and it's barely paying the bills, barely surviving. Mm. And now you talking about going to see a therapist, which you need, but you can't get that help actually, because mm. a lot of people don't go to the doctor until they got to go to the ER. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's that's a fact.
1: You know, that's so a fact. now, they
2: wait, last minute, yeah.
1: Now, so now, how do we help but, but
2: here's the thing, though: a lot of people grow up in environments where it is not talked about at all. Like, my there's people, there's families that never mention mental health. Oh, you you going through it? Oh, you, she just having a midlife crisis. Oh, she just going through it. Oh, She's pulling her hair out. They do. <laughs> not but they eating. don't. They, they go through stuff the all the time. And we make retarded. jokes. Yes. Look, so, look at him. He all acting. So all that's what I'm saying. So when do slow. you when do you feel like it's the time to either start either therapy or some type of taking matters into your own hands? Whether that be through your own type of form of therapy, picking up a class, yoga, or anything like that. When do you feel like it's a time that's appropriate to realize that? Like, okay, I think I need so I need help.
1: I mean, it's, it's mirrors everywhere. As because I'm dudes you, don't do that. Remember, guys don't, don't do, do that. They
2: wait till the last minute. So when, uh,
1: when you losing the angles, when you wake up and you know you get up day in and day out, and you are starting to lose the angles and relationships around you, and things seem like they're closing in. You know, like I haven't personally went through depression, but when I met people who went through depression, I sat down and talked to them. And when I talk to him, I ask you, so what's the point when you're going through it? And everyone, without them knowing each other, told me the same thing. They don't know that they're in that rut at that time and moment. Mm-hmm. If they did, they would do something or say something. Mm-hmm. That's what depression is all about. That's the scary thing about it. Mm-hmm. You know, It can be the most happiest person with his kids and his family, and you wonder why he went and committed suicide. And everyone got the same story. He was happy with us. He was out. He was this. We didn't know. We didn't see it. He didn't know he was in that rut. Mm-hmm. Depression right. isn't so right. like, it's not the flu. Ooh, I got it. I'm depressed. Mm-hmm. It's that's not true. that. That's, true. that's But that's true. when therapists come into play. And like I said, healthcare is to be sold. Mm-hmm.
0: What do you think? So the question was about mental health, right? Mm-hmm. When is it the right time? Mm-hmm. I think every second of the day. So with that being said, I think you need to stay occupied. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to speak for men. I think... Men are very outcome driven. Mm-hmm. Um, the majority, majority. We're talking in majorities here. We can't talk in absolute. You know everything. Mm-hmm. So I think when you're occupied as a man, your mental health becomes more stable. Absolutely. The minute that you're in your own head, and you have the time to think more, like you're isolated. For example, I'm it's a sa- yeah. So for example, I'm a salesman. So I have days where I could work 14 hours. I have days where I could work a half hour. Those half hour days for me mentally are tough. Mm -hmm. You know why? Because I have too much time to myself. I have too much time to think and I get in my own head and I'm lazy and I lay around all day. Mm -hmm. If I'm busy every day, no matter how exhausted I am mentally, right? I'm in such a better mood when I get home. Yes. Right. So I think the more occupied you are, the less, um, you know your mental health suffers. Absolutely, that's why. Like doing this, man, this is a blessing. Like it gives me another thing to do. To do yes. Right. You have to constantly stay busy. You know. Um, I started to read more recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm making that a focus. Uh, I'm just there's always something I'm trying to do. There's never a day yes. where I'm like I'm not gonna do something productive. Right. So this yeah. This so when course. it comes to like the gym, like I don't consider myself a professional bodybuilder or anything like that, but. You know, the rule is, oh, you need rest days. Like, yeah, cool for your body. Mm-hmm. Not for my mind, Not I don't. I'll go yeah. crazy. Yeah, 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 I, yeah, so yeah. I come in here on two days out of the week, like a Monday and a Thursday, I'll do abs and some cardio. Yeah. Just because mentally, I'm like, okay, I'm locked in. I'm very routine. Yeah. If you don't have a routine, you're, um I don't, I'm trying to think of the term, but it, I think it's like a, uh, whatever rhythm gets messed up. Absolutely. And um it affects your mental health because it's telling your body that like, oh, I don't have any time to get up. I don't have any time to go to bed, right? I'm so structured that my mental health has increased dramatically over these last couple of years. So, for example, like I'm up at 350 on the dot every single day of the week, every day. What I do, I get up, brush my teeth, rinse my face, throw some clothes on. Yes, my spandex to come here. Uh, My (laughs) spandex, get everything together, take my pre-workout. By the time I get here, I'm working out. I'm out by 6. I get home 6.37. I'm showered, shaved, ready for work. That's a system I have put in place that i benefited dramatically from because it's a system and it's continuous. It's constant. It's repetitive that helps mental health in my opinion i am not a psychologist but i'm saying when as a man from my experience when i'm set mm-hmm. i'm good to go mm-hmm. when i'm not set i'm f you man. know it's
2: funny my mom always used to say um you know as kids you, you for the summertime you're bored you don't have nothing to do my mom always said find something to do because any kid or any person that has too much times on their hand that has too much time on their hands always tend to find trouble or trouble tends to find them so my mom always said that Find something to do, whether it's, come, like, just do something. Find something to be productive. Do something that you don't normally do. If you're so used to playing outside or playing video games or whatever, go take a walk. Go spend some time. Take your phone out. Um, take Leave your phone at home, you know, and go take a walk. Detach from society. Detach from the world. Detach from technology. And do something that you don't, wouldn't normally do. Because, like I said, if you have too much time on your hands, you're bound to get in trouble at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What you got?
1: Uh, I try to, you know what, uh, if anyone I call a queen's or a good friend i try to reach out to them and find out just personally find out what's going on with them mm-hmm. after i talk to you a few times and i find out okay this guy could do this for a living mm-hmm. this guy does that for this guy if i reach out to you i'm probably going to ask you what are you doing
2: sidebar real quick not to cut you off check on your friend all uh, your funny friends too your friends that's always cracking jokes the one that's always looking like a good time the one that, that resembles robert williams could check, be hotter. Check something. on that friend the most. I'm telling you, that friend he tend, tends to be suffering a lot in silence. I didn't, wanna, I didn't want to. I didn't want to cut yeah. you off, but I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah,
1: like I would reach out and find out what's going on. Which you. I, you know, hey, what's up? Uh, mm-hmm. How's this and that? Your work or whatever.
2: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. So when you say reach out to that, uh, that goofy, that happy friend, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think it's because they're trying to overcompensate and absolutely. buy something? That's are That's where we're driving. Okay, absolutely.
2: Absolutely. They're they're usually the main ones that suffer the most. Um, They're the ones that probably people please the most. And with that being said, they probably don't know themselves, which is why they spend most of their lives pleasing others and appeasing to others. They're a servant in their own body. They're a slave to themselves and they're a slave to whoever they're always people pleasing to. Um, And I'm only saying that because that's the role that I, unfortunately, in a lot of ways in my life, family and outside of family, um, that role was given to me. I had to learn to people please. I had to learn to, you know, play it cool or, you know, just downplay it and just always serve others um, in a negative way. So I just want to put that out there.
0: And I guess my question to you is by being a quote-unquote people pleaser and you're probably safe to say that you're putting their needs above yours?
2: At the time, yeah, this is X. This is this is X. I've done the work and I'm doing the work. So, yeah, this is X people pleasing. And, yeah, that's exactly what it was. So that's exactly what it was. It was so, a responsibility.
0: So with that being <laughs> said have you felt that your uh, personal mental health has declined in any means by putting others first prior to you?
2: Um, I wouldn't say necessarily decline, but I think it definitely, it taught me how to find that balance in order to serve others. You have to first make sure you save yourself and serve yourself. They teach you when you go on the plane before you try to save the person next to you, make sure your stuff is all good. Make sure you're strapped up and ready to go. Then you can take care of the person next to you. And it's the opposite when you're taught to be a people pleaser. You're taught to completely give and devote everything to somebody else. And usually they're toxic. Usually there's some type of trauma bond with that. Um, and you completely neglect and starve yourself. So much so that you. a lot of people don't know who they are. A lot of people like us or like us have um, identity issues. So you're growing up not really even knowing who you are. You tend to just kind of morph into whoever you're around. That's crazy. When I look back, that's crazy. I couldn't believe that was me. So... In a lot of ways, 2020, having my spiritual awakening, I ended up realizing I started learning more parts of myself, like, yo, this is actually who I am. This is this is the foundation of who I am. Because years, I didn't know who that was. I didn't know who I was for many, many years. So, yeah, that's why I said check on that funny friend. Check on that friend that's always laughing and joking. That's always, what's wrong with you? What's up in your world? But you never ask them what's up with them. Because you don't know what they're going home to. So. I kind of... Uh...
1: I kind of try to uh, take a different event, mm-hmm. and uh, it's more or less, it's the only way I can describe it in my way of thinking, so you can understand me better. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know when you cut the lights off, right? It's so dark. Mm-hmm. It is so dark right when you cut the lights off. Mm-hmm. But if you stick with it and stay for a while, somehow your eyes start to adjust to the darkness, and it gets lighter. That's true. That is how I view dark and adversity and Issues that come arise. Absolutely. I'm gonna it's gonna be hard like the chicken pox. It gets worse before it gets better. That's how I view <laughs> Yo,
2: problems. No that's hilarious. how I
1: see. It. Like that's how I really see it and though. go through that. It's like, you though. know, something's dark and something's bothering me, whatever the case may be.
2: You think men should seek adversity?
1: I think adversity, first of all, life is adversity.
2: All right.
1: so Bottom line, so it how you handle adversity is gonna tell whatever success you're gonna have
2: in anything you do. That's a bar. I like that. I like the Period. The Period. So you. So what you're saying is, as a man, you should you should want to.
1: You should want the adversity. You should want You should, you should
2: be prepared for the challenge and take. The, and even if you lose in in that moment, you know that you gain wisdom and lessons from exactly. that. Exactly. Okay. A loss right, is a like loss. That. You a either bar. win or you learn. That's it's a bar. Not a
1: loss. Wrong word. You either win
2: or you learn. You yeah. lose. That's a bar. You know. That's a bar.
0: So it's sort of like embracing the suck, right? You have
2: to. I feel like in order to be, what it is to be a a a. A man, a true definition of a man, not a beta male, not a not a man who's pacified and who allows society as well as his wife or whoever else to dictate his future and tells him what to do. A man who who pulls himself who pulls himself from, from his bootstraps. That's what it is to be a man. Yes, you have to seek adversity. You have to go up against it and be like, listen, this sucks, but this is life.
0: Okay, so I, I guess I'll challenge you on something. So when you say seek adversity, I don't think anybody wants to seek it. I think you should be able to weather the storm without faltering if that makes sense mm. um i think adversity makes a well like a more well-rounded man mm. and or woman Challenges you, yeah Yeah, but i i also don't think if a man doesn't face adversity that he can't be a man because i mean my definition of a man is just somebody that's able to uh sort of handle life that's thrown at him without mm. buckling while taking care of and providing for his family and mm. keeping himself well put together That doesn't necessarily mean anything of a financial status. Mm -mm. It means how you treat your wife, how you treat your girlfriend, how you treat your husband, so on and so forth, and your kids and how you handle yourself, what what value you bring to society. Mm -hmm. That's what I define a man as. And you don't have to go through adversity to bring value to society, I feel.
2: Say that one more time. I just want to
0: that. You do not have to go through adversity to bring value to society.
2: I agree. Not to society, but to me personally, my own personal walk, I seek challenges now. When I see opp- when I see a challenge, I see an opportunity to be better. So that's why I say that the actual definition of the actual word, seek adversity, because for me, I see opportunity to, again, win and overcome. And if I don't, I still learn a lesson. So I become wiser at the end of the day. So that's why for me, I say I seek adversity.
0: Totally understood. Um, but you also said seek challenges. I think challenges and adversity are different.
2: Okay, I think. Uh,
0: I, so when we're talking about challenge, that could just be something minor. Adversity is like severe, right? Yeah. Like, but but way, ch- you learn from
2: both of them, and they both become
0: lessons. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But so maybe it's the wording that throws me off, mm-hmm. right? The because uh, because adversity isn't something like that. You're. You don't just go out, like, looking for it, right? A challenge, If am I saying this right? Like, a, a challenge is something you choose to do sure. sometimes, sure. right? Some things are challenging in life where it's like, shit, it got thrown at you. Sure. But, like, a challenge would be like, oh, for example, this might be a bad example. Oh, I'm going to try to go bench 315. That's a challenge, right? It's yeah. th- not adversity, Right, okay. so depending on the topic that we're talking about, the words okay. are totally different. Sure. That's why, I, and I'm not challenging, I'm trying to understand mm-hmm. which one. Are, are you using them both in like the same context? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay,
1: yeah. Uh, I kind of view becoming a man as like, before you can become a man, I think at the beginning, it's like when you're a little kid, first and foremost, the first thing when your parents take you outside, they necessarily don't tell you how or what how to ride a bike, and you keep falling, mm-hmm. and you're going to keep falling, but they keep saying pedal. Hey, just relax. Keep pedaling, pedaling, and eventually you pedal. In that lesson of learning how to ride a bike, I look at it as, you know, consistency. You didn't stop. Mm-hmm. Your cuts and scars is part of, the, as is, is part of your adversity, what you went through to try mm-hmm. to learn. Mm-hmm. And once you get up and you keep doing it and keep doing it, you eventually get it. No, you didn't get a manual to it. This life, this life doesn't come with a compass mm-hmm. or whatever. You know, all you got is instincts at times, mm-hmm. and sometimes your darkest moments—that's all you got. You got to feel it sometimes.
2: Sometimes you know? your darkest moments are the best thing you got. I think I that's think you learn more thing, from the dark, which is why you want to go for it. Like it's it's innately in us as humans, right? The fleshly part of us wants to run from pain, right? Mm-hmm. Ow, scratch! Don't do it again. Ow, that hurts. I'm gonna stay away from that. But a person. again, seeks challenges or or even adversity to a degree, you realize, okay, I've learned a lesson. I have a battle scar. There's a lesson behind this now. You know what I'm saying? So now when greater challenges come in life, you're not going to run from them. That's all I'm saying, you know, to be a defined man is to not run from your problems. Because I think a lot of people tend to do that. It's easy to avoid. It's easy to use vices. It's easy to, you know, just turn a blind eye. No, you need these challenges to make you a better person, a better individual in life
0: and in your own personal life. Yeah, so a man of God is not a man of comfort, right? Absolutely. Okay, yes. so that's Honest. sort of what you're like saying in yes. a way, right? Yeah. So I guess one of my questions is, let's stay on the topic. So one of the questions that I have for both of you are, what was the moment in time, right? And this will be a broad question, but mm-hmm. that you realize like, hey, nobody's got my back as a man. Like I need to be this guy because guess what? nobody's coming to save me mm-hmm. so what was that that was there a moment and or moments that was like it was that that uh aha moment to say
2: yeah i'll be brief i'll make it long story short because there's a lot of context to it but i think i'll just say my all-time love right my rock bottom in life where i knew that i was alone when i was i guess you could say i was homeless i was staying out of my car for like and it was three weeks right so i'm not gonna sit there and play like victim or whatever but i nevertheless I, enough, I stayed out of my car for 3 weeks three because hours. i was it was it was it was challenging just from the from the lifestyle that i was it was challenging when you're in a lifestyle that you know you no longer want to be a part of you know you outgrew the people you know you outgrew certain parts of yourself toxic parts of yourself but you haven't met the full positive version or the outlook of that life yet. So you're stuck in this weird transition area where you do often probably feel like you're alone because you're like, I've outgrown these people. I've outgrown this part of myself. I've outgrown this lifestyle, this toxic way of living, but I have not yet met people yet who have came yet. You know what I'm saying? So this was around 2021 where I was literally, um, you know, I was lying to my girl saying, yeah, babe, you know, I'm I'm over at home. And then I'm lying to my parents saying, yeah, I just, I wanted to be alone. I was, I was, at my darkest, and that's why I would say really God spoke to me. When I was literally living out of my car, it was raining, it was 3 in the morning, I'm bawling my eyes out, listening to Maverick City, and yeah, that's when I hit my all-time low, and I realized, like, wow, I'm really not, I'm I'm kind of alone right now. And, I'm, and again, people-pleasing, you don't realize when you people-please, you're already alone. Mm-hmm. When you people-please, you're already alone, but that's the illusion of making you feel like you have people around you. I'm appeasing these people, and in return, in exchange, they're going to like me, they're going to love me, they're going to validate me. You're already alone. So by me, stop people pleasing. I'm now realizing, dag, I've been alone. That was a real eye-opening experience for me. So that was mine. What about about you? Uh Your all-time low. Your rock bottom when you was just like, bruh. Rock bottom. Because I feel like every man has them, and every man will have probably a few of them in their life.
0: It ain't just one time. Yeah, so like once (laughs) again, it's just like, what was the defining moment, right? To where you're like, hey, if I lost, how do I say this? where you need where you realize like nobody is coming to save you. The
1: defining moment for me I want to say is uh this was honestly very early on. Uh you know, in Camden, that's where I grew up. went in school and uh it was a lot of uh what's the best if you wasn't in cliques or something, whatever the case may be, until you knew certain people, you were going to somehow someone was going to try you. This just was going to happen. And this is not The Brady Bunch, where someone tries you and someone's there to save you. My father was a military guy. He knew I was going through, I think I came home once or twice, said, yo, somebody this and that, I'm having problems in school. He looked at me and said, you know what, what are you going to do if no one's here? I ran home. Two guys, they've been messing with me, whatever, whatnot. No one was there. I had to figure a way out.
2: You mean like nobody was physically home?
1: No one was fi- on purpose. He was home but wasn't home. <laughs> he was home but was across the street. He wanted to teach me a lesson and wanted me to figure it out. Okay. You know, I had to get out of always going to depend on someone else to take care of me.
2: So, again, running. Running from your ed- running from your challenges. Right. From adversity. What did I do? I had to turn
1: back and fight back. Bullies are bullies. Yeah. So the minute you hit one, the other one might get scared. You know why you're a bully? Because no one tried you. You're no longer a bully once you get tried. Once someone stands up to you, you're no longer that. That's
2: facts. You know, and bullies, di- and bullies are victims themselves. Too, exactly. Well. You look, you look deep within their history. There's abuse. There's trauma. There's there's a reason why they became the villain. But no I don't have to have gun.
1: you take that out on facts, me.
2: Facts. 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 I, I didn't. I didn't need that. Absolutely. You
1: know. So this is what happened. <laughs> that was the moment. From that point on, even though I had loved ones and people. I look at it as there's no one for me to run home to. That was the lesson. Mm-hmm. That was the lesson no matter mm-hmm. what, you know. Mm-hmm. And that was that first time and to uh-huh. then even now I don't care if you with a good woman whoever friends I don't depend on them. Mm-hmm. I need you know, I don't depend that's a plus. Mm-hmm. I want you in my life. I want us to be together, but if something happens, I can't I can't be out here, you mm-hmm. know, without
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's facts. Right? That's no fact. one going to take
1: care of you like you.
2: That's facts. That's facts
1: right so that was that was like a defining moment in how i use in
2: anything i do in life that's facts that's dope that's dope what about you
0: yeah so the minute i realized like i didn't have anybody and i had to do this for myself it wasn't at an early age i had my mom for my whole life till i was like 31. so after my mother had passed god rest her soul um i realized like oh crap like nobody like i have like what you were saying john like you had family right but i and it's not to knock them but i would never depend on them i could depend on my mom right even if she didn't have the financial means like i had a crappy day at work i can call her she actually she would call me like nine times right I'll leave me a wife of all the voicemail saved but when she had passed that feeling it's hard to describe if you haven't lost a parent um you feel cold and uh it's it's not that I wasn't like depressed but I was just I felt alone mm-hmm. right no matter you know Dana was with me uh when she had passed but in that moment I realized I'm in a whole new chapter now mm-hmm. in my life right it's, even a new novel man it's a whole new novel because now it's like okay I have nobody now I have to start my own journey and I don't mean this in any certain way because I'm it's just a whole different, it was a different perspective that sure. I had. Like, exactly. I walk different, I talk different, I think different, I treat people different. Mm-hmm. And um, I realized, like, I need to be this man for Dana, mm-hmm. right? That way mm-hmm. she doesn't have to worry about anything for her life. Our kids don't have to worry about, our future kids mm-hmm. don't have to worry about anything. Like, I was like, I need to change my life, I need to change my career, I need to mm-hmm. do better at work, you know, to put myself in a better mind state along with making, you know, a a healthier living so i can give them that mm. that was the moment so when i lost my mom like i said that that was that moment where it was sort of like a gut punch sure and i still to this day don't think it's actually hit me as crazy as that may sound Wow. but that wow. changed me to where i'm like i need to and i wasn't like off course mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it was just more so that was that moment where i was like shit yeah yeah, yeah. nobody yeah. is here to help me wow. i need to do this for my own I need to put those boots on, lace them up, Facts. and sort of Facts. be the man that Facts. you know my family needs, and, and along with my friends too. You know, I wasn't the best of friend of people, so mm. when I lost my mom, that was that's the answer. Yeah, I'm
2: definitely sorry to hear that. And and speaking on that too, I think when if you're lucky to not have death happen close to you, um, you you won't understand. But when you have when you lose somebody close to you, that's right, tough. death that's tough. that even at a young age, that's a real tough experience with reality in the spiritual realm it's far beyond it far it far surpasses like really the comprehension of like how important life is when you lose somebody very close to you because death is like it's, it's extremely like an eye-opener experience like wow I, you mean something i can no longer feel them touch them look at them hear their life you know what i'm saying it's very it's
0: very real yeah and it's it's so deep when a son loses their mom mm because that's that is the first yeah. that's your like first true love yeah without sounding creepy no it, not at it's at all. like it that's that's you who, learn to love through that's her. your ride for or die yeah. like that is your like I would I would go to war for this woman because I know for a fact she would kill for me sure you know
2: sure sure that's powerful bro that's powerful
1: I think uh in death uh, in my experience I got a chance when someone close to me passed away, really to find out who the people were around me.
2: Mm-hmm. I,
1: I fell into a thing where I thought I had accepted people for who I wanted them to be, mm-hmm. but not who they really were. Mm-hmm. And you're going to find that when you're in your darkest moment again, mm-hmm. and when you have no control over a situation, and these people who reach out to you then are the ones who actually care for you because they have nothing to you have nothing to offer to them mm-hmm. you know there's so out no, of the kindness and grace it's grace there's no interior yeah. motive yeah. they have no reason to be here for any other reason yeah you're at your lowest point someone didn't pass or whatever a lot yeah. of people will be around you when you lose someone close, People around you for viewing. They're around you for the gathering of the food. They're around you for that little moment. What happens afterwards? That's the true healing process. When
2: you have to go back home by yourself. That's the thing. You got to go back home. The birthdays start
1: going by. The holidays start going by. Then what? You know what you're going to start seeing? Who's really who? Mm. You might have thought they were certain people. I had plenty of people. And family can be the worst to let you down. You know, knock on the door. Family can let you down more than anything because as a child, that's who you connect. Mm-hmm. You know, that's your first impression. Mm-hmm. The uncle this or cousin that, this, that, blood, blah. Man, oh, man. We yes. may share blood, but we don't share
2: the same view. That's true. And that's a harsh reality, too, for a lot of people. It's mm-hmm. a harsh reality. You know. That's a bar.
0: Yeah, so I'll second John. Um, so I have a family. Uh, they're not blood, but I they were adopted as well. And they actually lived with me for a few years and my mom. And, you know, when my mom had passed away, like, I got a text message. Like, hey, you need me. I got you. Like, the fuck? Like, no, call me, man. You haven't called me. You haven't spoken to me. You haven't met up with me. Like, so what you're saying is, like, that. that to me, it's still family. They haven't even – they don't know what I do. They don't know how my mom had passed. They don't know where the funeral was. And, like, you said – when they pass, it shows you like, who's really there for you and who's not. So i really don't make much of an effort to reach out to them. And I don't know how much of that's on me, but I have tried and I still don't get anything, but it showed me who they truly are as people. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's a little harsh, but it is what it is. That's I'm going to call it like that. Um, I feel like if you have enough time to, and I'm sorry I'm getting off topic a little bit. Mm. You have enough time to like go out and drink and party and, (laughs) Do all the stuff that's like like uh, you're, you're you're almost a non-factor to society, unfortunately, sure. and uh, you can't call the one man that was there for you when your father was hitting you, mm-hmm. but you can't be there for me in the lowest point of my life where I needed somebody. Mm-hmm. And these are grown men, and you know they they know right. But yeah, sorry. But what's Decide the what's down. the
2: quote that says um when people show you who they are, believe them. Simple as that. When people show you who they, family or not, especially family. Because family like to put on a family front. They like to put on I'm a family tell you facade. About family. Oh, blood is this. Foe. Family over everything. The, the, the family members, to me, to me, the family that talk the most like that, oh, that's my cuz. The ones who do the most of that are the biggest red flags to me. Because for me, you're justifying. Oh, uh, you're um, you're you're you're, 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 com- you're compensating. You're compensating for your true actions. Cause instead of you just being there, why you gotta talk and tell them, that's my cuz. I love it, I die for them. Really? I don't think you would. For real. That they be the ba- they be the worst ones. I agree. So when people reveal them true selves to you, take it for what it is. Don't, oh, they just had a bad day. Ah, they might have had a bad day, but pay attention to patterns. Patterns are consistent. Mm-hmm. They can have a bad day here and there once in a while. People, you know, we're human, but pay attention to the patterns. This is a habitual pattern that continuously happens. That's who they are. Mm-hmm. Family, mama, your daddy, whoever, that's who they are. Mm-hmm. They're evil. Like, <laughs> but but right, that's your mama. You, that's you your dad. That's your example. sister. It is what it is. Like, like All
1: right. Friend, okay. Friends, family. Like I said, someone passed away. Mm-hmm. It seemed like you're gonna see who's who, who's mm-hmm. gonna be around when it, the smoke all clears. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna reverse it. It's not gonna be as pretty. I've had friends and some of the closest friends when they get locked up, and this is big in any community, black, mm-hmm. and white, but especially in camp, you got friends who get locked up. Mm-hmm. No one's visiting you. No one's answering your calls. One in your no one's money your books, whatever. None of that. I will say I've done those things. I may go see your baby mama. I may don't give her much, but yeah. I didn't give her something. Yeah. I didn't wrote you. I didn't came to see you. Why at that point in time no one else is reaching out? All I can say is, if I want to define who I am to you, it's when you in your lowest point.
2: Mm.
1: Obviously, you got caught doing something you wasn't supposed to do. Mm. No one else is there, but they was there when you was out.
2: But on some street stuff, though, that also shows you that also shows you that like again, that street culture ain't really as valid as they think they are. Because again, while well, we running together, we hitting links, we doing all this type of stuff. But then when homie get locked up, he with your baby mama now. Now he laying up in your crib eating your kid snacks. You get what I'm saying? Like you hear that story all the time too. So that whole street life really ain't as valid as as they try to portray. Like there's mad stories. It's in movies. It's in black movies. It's in, com- it's in comedy skits. It's all around. You know what I'm saying? That this, they're not as valid as they really think it is. You know that street life is is very flaky. Very you know very flaky.
0: So who do you think paints a narrative to promote the street life?
2: Who paints the narrative? Ooh, I think two, there's two culprits. I okay. think you have the higher ups who have the money to fund drugs, guns, alcohol, that type of lifestyle. But then you have the lower <laughs> bait people who also play in that lifestyle that are in the inner city. So you have the higher ups that, to me, that stay out of the inner city, but they can fund it. Then you have the lower ones who, to me, you know, you got to, I'm not trying to throw names, but you got the gang lords, the gang leaders, the politicians who are corrupt, <laughs> the pastor who's corrupt. You know what I'm saying? Like you got people who. Don't want to see these inner cities really thrive and make a comeback. So yeah, there's two two culprits that I see personally.
0: And what do you? And think, that's in every city. Yeah, I agree with you. And what do you think influences things? Do you think like I can't really speak on your community too much, right? So, um, but statistically, like there's a lot of you know crime within with amongst you each mm-hmm. other. Is it fair to say? Mm-hmm. Um, I've noticed also in like the lower income areas, right? And that's not just saying of, you know, black people. It's like lower income areas. There's a lot of like Planned Parenthood. There's a lot of liquor stores. There's a lot of, you know, just unhealthy things to eat. And that might be a little size, but it's always something, right? And then if we're talking about influencing people to do things, right, I feel like I feel like a lot of, I listen to rap. So for the record, I'm going to say that but I feel like there's a lot of rap artists that people actually take serious. I don't take anything serious. I listen to it. Mm -hmm. Right. But they take serious of whatever they're rapping about. Like, I don't know how to cook. I don't like all that. Mm -hmm. Right. It's such a extreme example, Mm -hmm. but I think it leads the younger generation because I think we are what we consume. Absolutely. Uh, physically and mentally. Mm -hmm. Right. So food aside, like if, if you're reading content, right, Mm -hmm. you're, And it's positive content, it's gonna influence you in a positive way, Mm -hmm. from my understanding, Mm -hmm. right? If you're listening to music constantly, it's gonna influence you in in, an X amount of way. You Mm -hmm. can say it doesn't. Mm But, but you might not realize it's it doing does. more, right? It Same does. with TV shows. You get caught. It, it's what you consume, TV man. TV's
2: garbage. It, all of it is garbage. It's garbage. Usually a lot of it is trash today. This generation.
0: So, so what I'm getting at, do you think that the, uh, you know, rappers and certain celebrities, uh, do you think they influence uh, the young generation in lower income areas negatively? Absolutely. And what impact do you think it'll have long term?
2: Um, yeah, I'll say, I'll, I'll, I'll say this as well, too, before I answer your question. Why do you think projects are called projects? I...
1: No, I was about to say, I, I think low income, a lot of times,
2: Wait, can real, bring, real, real can quick bring low income thinking. But real quick, though, why do you? Why do they call projects projects?
1: Why do they call it a project? Why is it called a project?
2: That is a good I question. I got you. Because the government was so blatant that they're telling you exactly what they're doing to, uh, to y'all. It's an experiment. We're going... After the 1920s and 30s, you had thriving black neighborhoods. You may not hear about it, but if you do your research, you actually like look this stuff up. We thrive in Tulsa, um, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. right? You had the black Wall Street. You had a lot of black successful neighborhoods and entrepreneurs and people that was actually making something of themselves and their communities. So what they did was we're going to create these projects. We're going to create drugs, alcohol, poverty. You name all the negatives. We're going to collectively put y'all in these buildings, right? Mm-hmm. And we're going to see how y'all act. Like animals. Projects. It's a project. But here we go. It's simple simple as that. It's it's simple as that.
1: Reverse thinking. Someone who lives from a middle to upper class neighborhood, when they graduate college and come home, oh, man, it's, 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 it's it's either the opportunity or everyone's congratulations, this, that, the other, blah, blah, blah. Little Leroy, little Tyrone, whoever the case may be, he comes home from jail doing a seven-year bid. There's a block party. People are everywhere. It's a big thing. Let Tyrone come home from college. You think you better?
2: You ain't getting that same praise. You're not getting now, the same now praise. Tyrone, this is now the reverse. Now let Tyrone come home from jail after he. You we know, all know he oh, did it. Oh, man,
1: it's, it's over. The whole block lit up. The whole now, block.
2: answering your question, yes, it will be detrimental. It's only going to get worse. Mm-hmm. It will become more detrimental, yes. So, um, higher society, meaning rappers, um, black mogul, people like that, yes, they are exploiting the black community and they make their profits off the black community. Everyone does. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not super left or super like but it's just the facts, you know, you got to have a lower scapegoat and that's just, just pull out of the ghettos, pull out of poverty. The people are ignorant. They're most ignorant. They're most uneducated. Unfortunately, in a lot of ways they are. And with that, you can easily exploit these people. And it just doesn't mean black. Anybody who's uneducated, anybody who's ignorant, who lacks education and resources, you can you can take advantage of them. I mean, come on. This is capitalism we're talking here. Like, come on.
0: So what would be your advice to the uh, listeners and viewers that fall into that category of the lower income areas on the younger? Not just necessarily on the younger side of things, right? Mm-hmm. It's not fair to say just that. Because mm-hmm. we have some people, 30s, 40s, and 50s that still do the same sure. shit. They never grew up. Right. What would be your advice to them when, consume, apart from, hey, to stop consuming the garbage on a continuous basis? Because, once again, we are what we consume, right? Mm-hmm. What would be your advice apart from that?
1: See, You must learn. Yeah. It, it's gonna You don't know who you are. It's First and s- foremost, when you're talking about black people, ask them their last name. You don't know who, you can't even trace where you come from. So therefore you've been lost a while now. You know, you don't know who you are. So therefore you tend to take on an identity on your surroundings. Remember you just said I grew up, I'm in the projects, mm-hmm. I come up, I'm doing what my surroundings. Guess who my role models are? Dope dealer with that car that's mm-hmm. that's the first time the i seen i seen success you with know, like that form of success that was the, the nice car drugs, i seen it wasn't dealer. a doctor yeah. in fact we don't go to the doctor we, we, don't, go the doctor. Doctor. we don't go to you the doctor black I'm saying? Folk, black men don't go to
2: the doctor still too late it's like too late go, so to, so to, the doctor, go to the doctor brothers go to sign
1: of success you yeah. see that yeah. in front of you but here's mentors now if you really talk to I don't care if they're gang leader, dope dealer, whatever they are. If they really spoken to you, honestly spoken to you, kid, go to school. Don't do what I do. Don't do this. Now, you're going to say, why you're not telling me do whatever, what not? They see you, what you got, whatever. Because the truth of the matter is they know where that life ends. You don't see that. You in the crib. You, you home, man. Something You got to shut off notice. We, we got beans, rice, br- maybe no bread on the shelf. What you mean, man? Your car? You know you're in the you're in the you're in the projects with 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 a a Rolls Voice or something, Mm -hmm. huh? Mm -hmm. (laughs) What? But it's the reverse thinking. We don't make education sexy. We don't make books sexy. Libraries libraries stay empty. I can go to a library in any neighborhood. I won't see no one I know. Mm. Period. I know how to hide from you. I'm gonna go to a library. That's where I'm going.
2: That's facts. I will that's be right
1: in your... Right in neighborhood. If I don't want to see no one, I don't got to move states away. I'll go to the library every day, go in, go out, and never see a person I know. Yeah, that's...
2: that's hide it I'm from in the books. Put it in the books. Yo, I heard a quote that said that. If you want to hide something from somebody who's uneducated, just put it in the book. Put it in the book. You'll never find it. Put it in the book. You're going to catch them in the book. Put it in the book. Now, to answer your question, um, because, because everything... Because toxicity, right? The toxic culture and hood culture is heavily promoted. I mean, you got artists dropping music every single day that's heavily with profanity and drug use and just glorifying that that lifestyle. It's going to sound really cheeky to say this, but you just have to rise above. You really do. You got to like follow that path and understand that when you're chosen, um, that no matter what your surroundings are, you can be placed in a battlefield, but know that you can still find your way out. You know what I'm saying? You have several people that can do it that have done it. Um, you may not know them, but you just have to find that path. Of, How can I outgrow my environment. How can I be that rose growing from the concrete? You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, so. Gotta it, no, no, I, fo- I follow you. Um, I think it's, you know, for us, it's easier said. Uh, I think a lot of people do struggle with it. Um, And even when they listen to this, they're going to re- fall back to their ways, which mm-hmm. is understandable. I mean, it is what it is. You can't change people. So, John, based upon something you said earlier is that um, you said, was it that the black community doesn't make uh education sexy? And I quote right it's not as glorified glorified. okay so with that being said uh, i guess my question for you is in which ways can it be glorified because there's a lot of african americans and black people out there that are highly educated that could be way more influential than they are but unfortunately they decide to not open their mouth and the people that do open their mouth um they're usually people that are in very small percentages of the world uh you know like a lot of like the inner cities, uh, and I want you guys to correct me if I'm wrong. I don't want to over misspeak or misrepresent. You know they promote basketball and football and sports and all that. But you touch a ball,
2: you get there. That's what I've always heard. You touch a ball, you get there. You yeah, the league, you touch a ball. But
0: statistically, but yeah, statistically proven, that's not the case. So it's like one in every, like, thousand kids from high school or something actually make it to the NBA, so... And I don't want to discourage uh, young kids from actually trying to pursue their dreams, but at the end of the day, you got to have some type of... I hate when people say don't have a backup plan, right? Mm -hmm. It's not even, like... I'm trying to word this properly. It's not the fact that it's having a backup plan, like, you're going to fail that, but statistically speaking... (laughs) they're not on your side so you need that education is so valuable absolutely you need to have something to where you can actually like succeed but still pursue what you want to do absolutely but still have that that knowledge and that background to where like if if shit hits the fan you're good to go a lot of athletes even if they do make it if an athlete is is making it and Mm -hmm. they get injured Mm -hmm. what do you got Mm -hmm. right so i think like people need to value education more right like i don't think enough african americans like look into becoming a doctor engineer and i know it's changed recently mm-hmm. but it's still like it, it should still be pushed a little more in the inner cities mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. there's a lot of intelligent people out there right Great. and i and i don't think ass, and you. i don't think that and it's just my opinion yours could differ from mine i'm not in your community right i think like we need the right people placed in those inner cities to be like, hey, man, like, this is, like, you have so many options here. You don't have to limit just mm-hmm. this. Like, I don't think a lot of people preach, like, in the inner cities of, like, a business mindset. But you notice,
2: but I'll say right. this. Pay attention pay attention to history, though, why a lot of people don't. Why we haven't seen another Dr. King, another Malcolm X, another Marcus Garvey, another Nipsey Hussle. They got clapped. Every time you get one of them, a spokesman, to speak for the hood, to unify, to say rise above, getting clapped. You look at history. So I think that's why there's a lot of people who rather just go with the mundane of the lifestyle, just kind of. Uh, and let's let's also say this. The West also preaches individualism. I wanted to make that point across, too, meaning I got to get it. I got to get it. I got to get it. There's no collective unity of a community anymore. That might have been in our parents' generation where, again, you growing up, you getting in trouble. Yo, yo, yo The neighbor two houses down telling your mama, you better get Joe. He out here doing this out here, you know, just going crazy. And then your mom would know. There was a community feel nowadays. Uh, back then. We lost that. It's all about individualism today. So I think a lot of people naturally aren't really collectively trying to save the neighborhood or the hood because they're trying to get out the damn selves.
1: I think, uh, speaking <coughs> on Joe was talking about uh, the economic. Economics is a big part of it. Like you mentioned, pack the Black Wall Street. It's mm-hmm. also Oklahoma. The economics is a big start. When you talk about inner city and people, minority, Spanish, black, whatever the case may be in Mm. the inner city, they are consumers, you know, meaning Mm. they spend more time buying Mm. than actually Mm -hmm. having their own. Heavy consumerism So now, how did that come into play? More or less, what we wanted was integration. Mm -hmm. But what happened when we weren't integrated and wasn't segregated, there is no... At one time, you had a black-owned banks. You had Spanish-owned banks. You had... When the last time you don't have dealerships, car dealerships, but they like riding cars, they like jewelry. Facts. How many? I don't. Even, I don't know. No, I don't know minority jewelers. I don't know no one that does does none of these things. We supermarkets, just normal stuff mm. that we consume. Mm. We no longer you know having control and and that's
2: any group of people that's uneducated they don't teach you how to be an entrepreneur females, they don't teach you how to be females wear
1: weaves females wear all types of hair you know in the inner city you know why don't <laughs> we have
2: bro cut, cut this part out <laughs>
1: they, do. <laughs> yes. they do they do they were they do wear extensions i'm not
0: associated hair. with john you know, am I. He's lying not at this time. listen
1: it is nothing wrong they look beautiful with it all the natural on. community it is look, here but why my my <laughs> thing is why do i go to a chinese Person yes. to get that. Yes. This is the yes. economic part yes. I'm talking about. That's yes. what I was leading into. No, that's facts. That's why fact. is a Chinese fact. store doing this, and why not one minority on one of these type of shops? That's facts. Barber, you're a barber. We know what type of people are barbers. Mm-hmm. Most of your barbers. Why don't I know mm-hmm. one barber, mm-hmm. one, one barber that goes to uh some type of minority to get their clippers? Get mm. there. Uh, I don't know none. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? Mm. What? Well, why? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You're consuming. You're just always consuming. Mm-hmm. You're never ever economically building up the, your community. Now, ever. I
2: because I want Joe to be able to speak his piece. But they, remember, they don't teach us that. If you're they took away the nat- trades and that's in school, true, but the natural starts. the natural person in the hood ain't figuring ain't trying to figure out that. They trying to get out the hood. Okay. Yeah. They trying to get their mama out the hood. They trying to avoid straight bullets. Mm-hmm. They trying to avoid being included in the gangs. They're just trying to survive. So again, when you're stuck in survival mode, you only got one thing on your mind, and that's to survive. Mm-hmm. So again, you're not being taught in our school systems that
1: and you don't have to be a You're
2: not being taught in your home how to be an entrepreneur and how to be of service to society. You're just trying to survive. So again, that's why. Again, it's 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 this very problem tough, has been up.
1: going on. But at one why point you? in time, you could pick up trades in school like plumbing and in inner don't city. Do that no more, bro. You could, that's the purpose. I just told you. Now, 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 if you can't be a plumber, carpenter, you know, mechanic, this guy may don't be that much educated. But this is what he can do. Now he can go and be his own business.
2: Yes. I mean, the business. Own business. Your
1: own. You your own. That plumber that has his truck with his name on it. He's his own boss. That's his own business. That's true. You know, yeah. carpenter. Yeah, that mechanic. You know, you at the mercy of your mechanic with these cars. <laughs> it is what it is now. The mechanic. They took those trades out of the school.
2: That's true. Yeah. Why? Because,
1: because now you don't need to be that doctor or lawyer to get this six figures.
2: They just now. want consumers now.
0: Yeah. You know, you're your own boss.
2: Yeah. Yeah, very
0: solid point. Yeah, that's facts. So, boy, Yo, like, John was on fire. Um, <laughs> so, John, you said that, uh, you know, that your culture, uh, your community is uh, consumer-based, right? Like, it was a lot of, like, uh, how do I word this properly? Um, here, I'll just go on the tangent anyway. So, who do you think the richest man in the world is? Definitely somewhere out in the Middle East. I'm just being funny.
2: But for real, it could be. <laughs> I think so.
0: The man that owns Louis Vuitton, Hennessy, right? In the world? Yeah, he's the richest man in the world. He by from way. the Middle East? He, <laughs> on, on document, on document.
2: Like from an individual?
0: There. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Not a family. That has to be listed right now. He's the richest man in the uh, world, and he owns what was it? Hennessy, uh huh, Louis Vuitton, and that's what all the
2: brothers is trying to get. There hands you go. Some, a but that, what you got the henny for the night. We got the henny for the so, night. I'm like, I'm tired of hearing so that.
0: So to John's point, like a lot of like african-americans like what they consume right Mm -hmm. you see Mm -hmm. this man heavily profiting from this right yes and that's what i'm saying like i think that you know the community is is misguided absolutely of like materialistic things absolutely because when you're the when you have more money than elon musk Mm -hmm. there's (laughs) over over materialistic things like that the what do you think that that goes to show
2: that goes to show as a society that we are lost because, again, we are chasing material possessions as a high form of wealth, acceptance. That shows that we are extremely lost as a society.
0: And also, I don't have the stats to back this up, but the last time I checked last year, uh, African-Americans were the number one ethnicity for owning, like, Mercedes, too. It's it's a form of, it's like a status thing, right? It is. It's, it's low. is.
2: I'm going to be honest with you. I know what it is. It's low self-esteem. It's know, a symbolize
1: I, of success. But exactly, it's so whatever false. bit,
2: of, whatever bit of success. Because again, I know somebody who literally sleeps on the floor on a dirty mattress, but got the freshest jays. Every time you see that Jones online, they got them. So it's like any bit of form of validation Your and acceptance that I can get. So really, it is. It's low self esteem. I'm not trying to be, and it's we're not just jumping on poor blacks. No. Poor, any poor white neighborhood, you're gonna see that uh, uh, that prototype of human being, where again they have uh, uh, what is it called? House rich, home poor. So they don't take care of what they have. They don't, you know what I'm saying? They got the they got the freshest car, the freshest shoes, but you always late on your rent. Take care of the bigger bit. Take care of what you need to take care of first. Then you use the thing. Other, all the other stuff is accessorized. It's, it's, it's an accessory. So that's exactly that. Yeah, yeah. It just shows a low self, a low sense of self-esteem for us as a people. Me personally, when I see that, and unfortunately, you see the decades that have gone on, the amount of education. Again, Nipsey Hussle was a great person who really taught us wisdom and trying to be better mentally than just physical and tangible. Mm -hmm. And you saw what happened to him. So no offense. I'm not going to say there's no, like... I'm not going to say I throw my hands up. I'm obviously going to speak my truth and and whatever happens, happens. But at the large time, man, Jesus says, let those that have ears speak. uh, Let those that have ears hear. A lot of people walk around deaf. They got ears, but I'm telling you, there's a lot of people that walk around deaf and ignorant and they choose to be. I'm not wasting my breath, man. But it's like... (laughs) Like, I hate to say that. It's tough, but it's true. It's honestly,
1: like, all right. Like, he mentioned Louis V... And you know why? You know my nigga got I had a Louis V, this Louis V bag. Let's just simplify things cuz our conversation is really start that's a way of life and you got to learn certain values. Let's take someone who's just totally ignorant but they trying to find their way cuz where they at ain't where it Let's is. Let's take that person. Only out. thing if I could say to them simple. Till you figure this thing out cuz this is called just figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Do not invest in anyone or anything unless they're investing in you. Louis V. Uh uh, Tommy Hill. They ain't doing nothing for you and your community. They you. And your situation, put a pause on
2: it. Mm. Put a pause on it. I like it. that. I like that.
1: Put a pause on I it. I like that. You're, you're spending your last to this person who's not going to do nothing. If they build a community center where you live, I understand Until you Until they sponsor you
2: holding that handy bottle, you put the handy bottle down. Oh,
1: that's a whole other story. that
2: mother down. down you put it down. You talking about the alcohol. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so, like, Hennessy is the last name, Louis Vuitton is a last name. Yeah, like, yeah. these are all people's, like, names. Like, it, they Absolutely. put their name to it, right? That's real money. Exactly, exactly. right? So the, so the thing being, right, um, I feel like, you know, all types of communities, instead of investing into other people's last name, you should invest into your own. Absolutely. Right, and we are the,
2: we we as African Americans are the only people that we I think I forgot the statistics, but we do that the least. We do not put money back into our community. Correct. We will we will we are the fastest to spend our money, and we are also the fastest to spend it outside of our community. So nothing gets put back into the hood. So we complain about why don't we have outreach ministries? Why don't we have communities for the youth? You ain't putting nothing back into the hood. You ain't putting you're not putting any of your money back in. Like you said, you go to the Asian shop, to the Asian lady, buying all this fake false hair. It's going to them. It's I- going to them.
1: I'm gonna tell you, I got a real chance. You know, I'm growing, and and you know, you see things through life. So I always respect older people. And uh, when we went through the COVID uh, recently. I noticed around me, everyone got this stimulus money, right? You could have went to college, you could have went to and picked up a trade. You, the government was paying for these things. Why you sat at home and was giving you more money than you worked on your job? Guess yeah. where we were at? We were at Walmart buying TVs. You couldn't get a flat now, screen that right there TV shows during kind of, of, Again, that right this there is shows what
2: kind, that right the kind of people we are. Thinking. Yes, we're willing to buy tangible possessions to feel good and to validate ourselves. this will ourselves. never
1: happen again. I, you will not be yeah, able to COVID's sit home not and, happening again. and make Y'all got more, more yo,
2: We got off on that one. Yeah, you, you will not be period. able to sit home and the government give you more money Real than Real And we paying for it, too. Mm-hmm. I When the pandemic first happened and we was just resting, I've always was told, ain't nothing in this life free. So the fact that we were just sitting back and getting some type of free money, I was like, we going to pay for this in the future. But that and was And we're OT now. Now, jo- now we're working harder than if ever. Joe as a or Lee and as Boy society. picked
1: up a trade while they were sitting at home paying their but bills.
2: Ignorance. I hate to say this, people who, do, they're not taught that. You so like, they're not going to realize. You're not going to say. Liquor, liquor stores
1: stayed open during COVID. <laughs> Is
2: that Drug not, use was head.
1: at a high during COVID. Is that not
2: re- <laughs> and Walmart, what, and I said, it was selling flat screens. What do you expect from that community and that type of mentality, though? You expect that I'm, here we go
1: part of it can come into you can just become flat laziness you don't want to work the prototype you don't want to grind, grind. Now, now that now as much as the community I do not want to get caught up because I do have a problem with certain minorities that sit around and think someone owes you something
2: I, I, yeah, I don't you know
1: understand. I got an issue with that yeah. get up and go out you and put your foot your in the out. mud
2: yeah you quick to complain with your hand out but you know every chance you can why get why can't
1: you be a trash man <laughs> Oh, you too good. Mm. Your lights off. <laughs> what you mean? What you can't do? That's and a you don't fact, feel though. like. But you know what that is
2: that's pride though. That pride is ugly, man. It will have you sitting in a band. Can though, can thinking I tell you, what
1: with, 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 with people that you written with <laughs> landlord, five, but you landlords. Landlords love though. people with pride. <laughs> they stay. They landlords love people with pride. You got so much pride. Uh, my buddy has a truck out front. <laughs> And that notice on your door is because of your pride. You can't take pride to the bank.
2: Mm.
1: What are you doing? Mm. What are you doing? You're just going to sit there because a certain job you don't want where people who grind, mm-hmm. they'll take any job until they can find the job that they want. They do. At yeah. least something's coming in.
2: That's what it is to be a man. That's what we're you here know? talking about this for.
1: And then you get mad because you do find an opportunity. I ain't got no work history. <laughs> <laughs> you went <wouldn't> not work. <laughs> You refused to work. That's you wanted fact, to though. take a That's job a that you wanted, that you wasn't qualified a, for. And you know what's
2: crazy? Those same type of people, that prototype of person that you're talking about, if you go back and look at them now, they still doing the same exact thing. People Man, who you know, want I'm, too much, I, I much, much credit for not I wish enough work. I got me work. another stimmy. You wish you had another one? This
1: is what we're dealing with. People who want too Boy, much yeah. credit for not enough work.
2: Yeah, it's facts. This is what it's you facts. Facts. want. That's
1: facts. You want to, you know, pat on the back. That's a bar. You
2: know?
1: Right. Not to putting the work in. That's right. You can't talk about no one who outworks you.
0: Mm.
2: Damn. What's up with these bombs?
0: You just beat them. So he just decides to come in and just trash us. Okay. Um, Yeah. So you said earlier that, uh, you know, nothing in this world is free, right? Nothing. Same thing when the government comes and says they're here for help, right? It's a problem. So the stimulus thing has always been a problem, right? We'll wrap it up in a minute. Okay. So, yeah. So, um. You know, they're going to give you money, but they're going to get it back tenfold. Absolutely. Right. And people didn't realize Which is why that. why we're working overtime now. Exactly. And then I'll hit on your point. You said liquor stores stayed open during COVID, right? Absolutely. you know why they were, I've managed liquor stores. Do you know why they were considered essential? Because of alcoholism and they carry the lottery. Because the lottery is, they claim, is funding for schools. Mm-hmm. So that's why they considered it essential and for alcohol and for um, alcoholics. Wow. Because it's an actual disease. That's what they claim. Which it is. I don't yeah, wanna yeah, I'm not yeah, a doctor. Is, I'm yeah, not yeah. a doctor. I don't wanna I haven't been through it, knock on wood, thank God. But yeah. I'm saying that's the reason they stayed open. I didn't know if you if you knew that. They were the reasons. Wow. So, yeah, but wow.
1: I would have gave you a Poland spring water, wow. told you to figure it out. Yeah. But
0: <laughs> I got you. I got you.
1: Because here we go again. Yeah. You know, unless you're then. getting the wine those stuff there. Hennessy, uh <laughs> Remy Remy, this stuff ain't cheap. You could have bought a case, a couple cases of water, some groceries. You could have done a lot of things with this pint,
2: because that's that's what this just what House you get. House rich, home poor. You don't buy the essentials. You buy accessories. You rather accessorize than buy the essentials instead of getting water. You got you look in the, go look go look in the hood in the fridge. They got juice and 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 chips and all the bad food. Why don't you go get you some good water? Get you some good water with a good pH. You get what I'm saying? They don't do nothing. Yeah, like and that's again not all. We ain't talking about poor black. Poverty in general. the Poverty is poverty. No matter what color. Perf- so we just perfect make that broad. example,
1: if you see a rap yeah, video, we out. We out. We you see a top <laughs> video or whatever, but not, they got a bottle or something, or if they got the cup, you know, inside this cup is some type of alcohol. You ain't seeing people projecting drinking water. That's not what they're trying to project. It does... Our backwards thinking, it's just a backwards yeah, thinking, yeah. you know, and, it, and it's projected in you. Like you said, you are what you consume. Yeah, You consume that on TV. So to wrap
2: it up, like you said, backwards thinking, this is why we're doing this podcast, is to try to get people to redirect their form of thinking um, from our point of views. So and again, none of us are doctors or scholars and all that. But again, what we do have on our, on our side is life and a lot of life experiences, a lot of challenges that have been set before us and probably continuously, right? Um, so with that being said, we love y'all. Know that. It's been real. And uh, catch y'all on the flip. Gang, gang. <laughs> uh